For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Looking to bet on the NFL this season? There's no better place to wager than betonline.ag. From spreads to totals to player props, you can bet on anything and everything NFL at betonline.ag this season. BetOnline is the official provider of all betting lines used on the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the DraftNetwork.com. Go to betonline.ag and start wagering on the NFL, college football, and so much more right now. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast. With your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. All right, guys. Welcome in. A Thanksgiving, a post-Thanksgiving, a leftover edition of the TDN Fantasy Show. If you should be eating leftovers, it's a Friday. It's a Fantasy Friday. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner here. You're watching this live. You're on our YouTube channel. That is the Draft Network. You're hanging out with us. If you want to ask questions, feel free to jump in. You can put those questions in on the side, you can jump in the chat. If you're on Twitter, you can come hang out with us as well. Any and all starter sit questions or any Thanksgiving questions you got, food questions, feel free. We'll pick and choose what we want to get to, but I, I have a feeling you might get some hot takes if you got any food questions. So those might get uh, those might get spicy on a Friday afternoon. So, gentlemen, first and foremost, how was your Thanksgiving, Jake? You're in you're in Florida. You got a lovely backdrop. How was uh, how was Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's looking good, man. It looks great. Uh, it was good. It was kind of chill. You know, the COVID rules, not a lot going on with coaches, families and stuff. That's yeah. not a normal Thanksgiving. Normally we have every coach's family that's not in town with us. Uh, so it was just six of us, but it was, it was awesome. Still in a little bit of a coma today, but uh, beautiful uh, Tampa, Florida. I can't complain too much. That sounds, that sounds pretty, pretty nice to, to me. Jamie, how's it going over in Chicago? Hanging out, chilling? Uh, just hanging out, uh, hanging out with a nice mighty swell. Tonight, oh. the, the watermelon mint hard <laughs> seltzer. I know it's not. I know your favorite's the the black cherry, but uh, this oh, yeah. this is a pretty good one as well. Uh, trying to recover from eating three days worth of food in about twelve hours. Uh, so it's it was a slow start to the day. Uh, there were a few trips to other rooms of the house, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, though, it was it was a good it was a good Thanksgiving. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I I enjoyed you know watching those football games, not from actual aesthetic purposes, but from some of the fantasy and gambling things that we were able to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm looking. It's unfortunate we didn't get the night game, but I'm looking forward to a good slate of Week 12 football this week. Since Jamie wants to try and one up me here, I'm going to make sure it's right next to the microphone, so you get a nice. <laughs> A nice cherry lime, a nice cherry I'm, lime, mighty swell, I'm and look at what Jake's mine got. With some bourbon and made oh. by a little. Say, Jake's got like mighty straight absinthe in there. <laughs> you guys go with the can. I went with a little. Uh, I took the liquor and mixed it with more liquor. Listen, there may or may not be cocktails coming down the line on Instagram from Mighty Swell. Cannot confirm, but there might be some Ooh. really good cocktail recipes coming. And if you haven't seen already. 
Uh, I posted a picture yesterday on Thanksgiving of the awesome new board. I was playing outside. I was home gating on Thanksgiving since I am cannot be out tailgating with the rest of you that are allowed to participate in games. So there's another giveaway. I'm giving away two pairs of tickets to the Chiefs Bucks game. If there was a game that I could choose that was not a Bears game that I wanted to go to, this is that game. Literally, if any game this season that I wanted to go to, I would want to see my guy Tyron Matthew, and I would want to be there for Bruce and and hanging out the Arians family. So this is this is a top tier matchup for you, and you get a parking pass. You get two tickets and a parking pass, and all you got to do is donate to the Arians Family Foundation. Uh, the the instructions are on there. I have everybody sending me Venmo. It's one dollar for a raffle, so every one dollar you get entered into the raffle. I already have started printing out everybody's name. I'm gonna put the raffle on Instagram Live, so I'm gonna share everything, shake it up, make sure you guys can all see it. I'll pick out the names. Very excited to give away these tickets and have had. I think there's over, I think we're at like $1,200 already, which is awesome. So love the amount of people that have already participated in this. And honestly, I'm so jealous that you're going to get to go to this football game, man. So you're going to have a hell of a time watching Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. It doesn't get much better than that. Literally. I got to tell you, like the one, I've been pretty cool with the COVID stuff. Like it is what it is. Like the one game that pisses me off to not have sideline patterns in the pregame. And why I just want to go down and watch Patrick Mahomes live from like 10 feet away. Yep. Grab my boy Ty, give him a hug, tell him good luck. Hope we yep. kick your ass and good luck next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I still love you. I, just, I think it's going to be a hell of a fun game. The weather's supposed to be good, but I, this is like the one time it's really not going to feel. It's just weird going to the box, you know, 30 yep. minutes before kickoff and not being there two and a half hours before kickoff and being on the sidelines for all that stuff. It's uh, This one's going to piss me off to do. Yeah, this is it's it's an interesting uh, it's a totally different dynamic than has ever existed before. And most people in the NFL are not even able to go to these games. Florida is one of the yeah. few places you can actually go and participate in a game. You've got an outdoor stadium. So this is one of those places you can go and enjoy yourself. And it doesn't get much better than Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. So I'm um, I'm excited for whoever wins these tickets. And as I said, you can go check out uh, the giveaway on Instagram. It's on my Instagram page at the underscore sports page. And I'm hopeful to get to my goal. $2,500 is what I wanted to, to raise. So you got another, another basically 24 hours to, to enter into the giveaway and I'll be picking that tomorrow. So looking forward to, to giving those tickets away. Let's jump in here, gentlemen, just brief Thanksgiving recap over the top of the games that we saw yesterday. Obviously we did not get the primetime matchup between the Steelers and the and and the Ravens we still might not get that game it is scheduled for Tuesday um to be determined right I think we're hopeful that we'll get that game but they're pushing it off as much as they can from the two early games what were some of your your quick fantasy headlines Jamie I'll let you go first uh, that Will Fuller continues to have a dominant season without DeAndre Hopkins. And that was a big question that we all discussed a lot in the offseason. What would it look like when he is the guy in Houston and there isn't Hopkins there anymore? They're going to focus on him. They're going to bracket coverage. He's been phenomenal. Uh, and he was having a good game even before that, the the late trickery with the extended like stretch play uh, flea flicker that they ran there late in the game. He's been really good. And maybe I guess the overarching theme might be the bounce back year for wide receivers for Houston. I mean, Brandon Cooks is having a very nice season as well. Uh, Fuller's going to get paid. He's a pending free agent. We'll see if he's back in Houston or if he goes somewhere else. He does have an injury history. It hasn't been as big of an issue for him this year, but 
it it still exists. So, uh, but to me, that was the biggest takeaway from the early game, and then the late game is is pretty simple. It's Antonio Gibson. Yeah, uh, he's really coming on as a runner. Which, again, if you know, he has more. This was a fun fact from Kyle Krabs' article at thedraftnetwork.com. He had more carries in the last five days than he did in his entire college career. <laughs> I mean, it, it and is. He looks damn good doing it, and looks great. Sure does. And the offensive line of Washington is playing at a high level. They took a chance on him. They took a chance on the skills. They took a chance on that translating to the running back position, but, but despite him not playing there in Memphis, and it is working out swimmingly, he's getting better every single week. He's going to be a true player for them. Yeah, there's uh, if you if you drafted Antonio Gibson in fantasy this year, with or in all, Dynasty? Yeah, in Dynasty, if you, if you got him, you're really, really happy. And if you got him in a redraft league, you probably got him in a later round, and considering everything that's happened with all of the running backs around the league, you're you're one of the few people that is very happy this year. Jake, anything to add to the Thanksgiving takeaways? From a fantasy point of view, there was a TDN premium trade that I'm getting kicked in the freaking teeth for. <laughs> I, I, my opponent this week traded for Deshaun Watson, Antonio Gibson, and then played Washington's defense. So I'm projected to put up a nice week and lose by 50 points because I think he's projected like 180 at this point, 189, something like that. I'm getting crushed uh, from this one. Look, the early one is I'm going to eat a little crow here. Before they fired Bill O'Brien, I was spot on with Deshaun Watson. And I said he had all the talent in the world to be a damn good quarterback, but he couldn't read stuff pre-snap. He was struggling during the snap. He's trying to play hero ball. Since that freaking move, man, he has been – they're going empty. He's taken the first read. He's actually given what the deal, taken what the defense gives him. He has been spectacular the last six weeks. I wrote in the article that I love the kid. I love the talent, but he plays yeah. hero ball too much. He's not. He has progressed, and I love to see it because he's such a freaking kid, such a great kid, such a talent, but he's been spectacular. That was my, my early one was, one, I was way off on the under because the damn <laughs> the Texans almost hit it themselves. Uh, but my lock of the week was, was pretty easy on that one. Texans team's playing pretty good. Their defense still got awful. The second one was, I don't get to watch a lot of games with my dad during the NFL season. Yeah. So to watch them, you know, to play Monday night and get to watch some games Sunday was a lot of fun. To watch that game yesterday afternoon and him go, every time Antonio Gibson had the ball, was like, man, man, I love that kid. I love that kid in Memphis. Like, he loved him so much coming out in the draft. They, they really wanted to take him, uh, which would have been – you know, phenomenal to add to this team, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun. The kid played his ass off. Look, Dallas is off. To lose to Washington twenty five to three, and then come back. First of all, can we talk about maybe the top three worst play in NFL history? You guys know how much I love fossils, especially. Oh, oh no! Playing, playing a fossil team. I'm so glad you prepare you- for all this. You prepare for all this stuff, but a reverse on your own twenty in a one score game in the fourth quarter. They didn't even get to the line. They didn't of get back to the line of yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. What are you thinking? If you're McCarthy, you have to okay this. Fossil doesn't just make the call and do it without the head coach saying yes. Like, this was all-time bad decision-making in a like, panic move in a one-score game at this point, guys. I know. Yeah, like, it's, it's, right there. It was, it's man, still, it was awful. It was it's awful. still not quite as bad as that Colts trick that Colts fake game, yeah. punt. McAfee reminded us all, all today that he was involved <laughs> in the worst play in NFL history. Is why I said top three. But this had to be up there. <laughs> Like uh, I love fossil. This wasn't even creative. This was just stupid. Oh, you don't yeah. run a reverse like gunner from. It was fourth and ten. No, it was terrible. 
No, this was this was, was terrible, awful. and I I can't I can't remember who said it though. Somebody said it. I don't know if it was on the broadcast or afterwards. They were talking about that there was one moment in time where Fossil did something similar to this with the Rams game, and you could see Sean McVay's face, and it was clear. Didn't really seem like Sean McVay had okayed what they were doing, right? And it did not go over well. Very similar scenario. Mike McCarthy did not look very happy in well, that. Still moment. on Mike McCarthy. Turn the headset on. I agree. I everybody else to get the guys ready for the play. Like you don't just go do it without the head coach being involved or being okaying it. Like it's, it doesn't happen like that at all. There's no way. It was, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a head scratcher. Um, although I thoroughly enjoy watching Dallas just absolutely pee on themselves. So Dallas it's very entertaining to watch. TV on Thanksgiving two years in a row was spectacular. It's incredible. I, I, I really oh, yeah. could not dream up a better scenario. It's, it was absolutely beautiful to watch. And knowing that the Vikings somehow lost to that Cowboys team was also magical to to think about out loud. So uh, before we turn this into uh, a total a total shit show at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the podcast, let's talk let's talk start and sit. We've got some really really good scenarios here, but we've already got some questions. So I'd like to go to the questions first. Uh, we've got one from Brandon Buckingham, who is a OG TDN fantasy listener, yes, like one of the one of the one of the all timer ride or dies. So we're going to his question first. He wants to know Taysom Hill or Daniel Jones. I don't love the options, Brandon. If we're being honest, I can't I can't believe this is where you are with your, with your quarterback position. But if you're gonna have to start these two guys, Jamie, go first. Who are you taking? So from knowing Brandon's uh, questions before, I believe this is a two quarterback league. So this, okay. this would be his that second option. Of course, they're ranked right next to each other for me. Uh, <laughs> I have Taysom Hill at 15. I have Daniel Jones at 16. Uh, my only concern with Daniel Jones is going to be, I think this is going to be a Wayne Gallman game in the second half. And we'll get into him a little bit later. I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to threaten much offensively, which means I don't think the Giants are going to have to do much offensively in order to get a multi-score lead and just pound the rock and win this game. Uh, I lean slightly to Taysom Hill just because of the disproportionate point total you get for rushing. He's going to run the ball. He might get you a rushing touchdown. Uh, all you know, I'm not afraid of that Denver defense by any means. I don't expect a spectacular game, but I think you're going to get a good solid fantasy game from Taysom Hill. So between those two, I lean slightly to Hill, but there's not a massive difference for me. I think the Giants win big. I'd have to go with Hill as well. Just be, I mean, Daniel Jones has ran his ass off the last couple of weeks. He's had a couple of big runs. But I just don't think they're going to need him to do that. I don't think they're running the read option in this situation. I, I think Cincinnati's defense has been – look, I think Joe Burrow covered up a lot of flaws for the Cincinnati team that we're going to see exposed this week by this Giants team. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you on that one. I think we lost Paige a little bit. I think she, she is frozen I, I on the screen. Uh, so up oh, and there she goes. So we'll add her back in here in a second when she comes back. But let's get to the next question uh, that is available to us, and that is – Tom Brady or Derek Carr? Derek Carr goes up against the Atlanta secondary that allows so many points. Uh, and we're going to – let's see if we can add Paige back to the stream. Here, there she there is. Now I oh. have all the power. <laughs> Jamie, I'm glad switch, you guys kept spots. going. I was going to say – there. We um, did. That's Listen, I'm glad it was just me that dipped out because I was like, well, they might – we might all be gone, so I'm glad it was just me. Keep going nah, wherever you were. We'll pick up. But Tom Brady, Derek Carr, uh, Jake, you're very familiar with one of them, but I think we've been happy with the way both of them have played this year. I'm very familiar with both. I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady this week. I think they're going to have a very good game on the ground. The Chiefs really stopped the run, but they played the pass pretty well. Tom Brady's been phenomenal in the red zone. I don't think Derek Carr is going to have to throw it a ton. I think they're going to take their shots. I think they're probably very close in your rankings, if I had to guess. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'd have to probably lean towards Brady slightly just because he's had so many touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah, I have a, I lean slightly to Brady as well. They're both QB1s for me this week. They're both in my top 12, uh, as you probably saw earlier on the show with the scroll at the bottom. Uh, but I, I, I still go with Tom Brady. Kansas City secondary has been exposed. Uh, the Raiders have exposed them twice. Uh, it, it shouldn't – and again, I imagine a bounce back. Brady's bounced back big fantasy in real life after getting embarrassed at different points this year in primetime. I expect another high-scoring game, so I will go with Brady as well. All right, guys, I see where you left off. Uh, let's answer Gray Wolf's question here, whether or not we think the Steelers are going to play this week. I know that it's tough to to think about and 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 project out, but this game now has been moved twice. Um, what are your thoughts here? Jake, I'll let you go first. I think when they confirmed it for Tuesday that they are, I think they're just going to tell the Ravens, look, get as many guys as you can and, and go play with whatever you have left. If that's without Lamar Jackson, your running backs or whatever is, it's your own damn fault from all that we've hear, heard so far. So I think they're doing everything they can to not move this game to week 18 and screw up this entire season, and they're going to make the Ravens play. So I think when they, you saw them, they talked about Monday, they talked about hypothetical Tuesday. When they confirmed Tuesday, I think they're going to get this in. But we're talking four days in a row with multiple guys testing positive on this team. If that continues into tomorrow and the weekend, and they're not opening their facility till Monday, and they're playing on the road, I'd still lean towards 80%. I think the NFL is going to make this happen. Yeah, they're gonna try. They're they're gonna try their very best, and I know they've they've already made adjustments because well, I can't remember which team is supposed to be playing on Thursday night football. But if they do end the up playing the Ravens, then they're gonna yep. move that game to the following Monday night. So they've already made all the adjustments that they need. If if that is the case, Jamie, you think they're gonna yeah. play? I I don't know. I'm not as confident. Um, they're still having. I believe there's one more positive test that came out today. So until we see this streak come to an end, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be certain. From a fancy perspective, if you're waiting on Lamar Jackson, stop. He wasn't yeah. going to play anyway. You should have already come up with contingency plans. Uh, I like Ben, but he's not in must-start enough territory in this matchup that you should wait. Go find another option. He's my QB 13, but if you can get, uh, you know, if you can get a Ryan Tannehill, if you can get a Taysom Hill, if you can get even a, you know somebody like that, uh, I would still play them. I would play somebody two or three spots lower in my rankings that you could see at thedraftnetwork.com rather than waiting for Ben. If you're waiting for it, you've really if you're waiting for Mark Andrews, same deal. Like it just, I know he was good last week, but it hasn't been enough that, and especially if Lamar Jackson's not playing, go find another tight end for you. Where it gets tough is Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, James Conner. Those are the three. I had Juju a little bit further down. He was banged up this week. I kind of want to see him get healthy a little bit and then come back. Uh, but those three guys, I understand why it's tough to try to move, you know, to kind of wait and see. But you're running a major risk here. I mean, you don't have a lot of great options. Like you would be going to the waiver wire for probably if we find out about this on Monday, you're talking about like David Moore. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you're talking like Alshon Jeffrey. Ugh. Like, I mean, like these options are like you are screwed if you don't play, if you, these guys don't end up playing a game. Like you don't have another option. Uh, hopefully your league has contingency plans where maybe you can play somebody now, but if that game gets played, you get the, those players points. You don't have to kind of work that out manually. And that's what I would suggest. But I don't know if you can afford to wait on any of these guys because it's still – this is as bad, I think, as we've seen it. This appears to be almost worse than what happened with Tennessee earlier mm-hmm. this year from the limited information yeah. that we have. Just about the number of player and the caliber of players involved at this point. I don't think you can trust any of those guys if your season's on the line right now and you need a win. Yeah, I have I have Ben Roethlisberger in my league that I'm fighting in a in a in a top spot. So I'm playing somebody else. I'm I, I have to just because I can't. You can't wait and assume that they're going to play on Tuesday. And like you said, Jamie, it's not 
He's not a top five quarterback anyways. So getting somebody uh, in that fringe kind of area is, is probably your best bet just to move forward. And if you play in a league, reach out to your commissioner, see if you can work something out where you say, Hey, I'm going to play this person. But if, you know, if they end up playing, I'd like to, you can always ask, this is a weird year. I think we can all be a little bit more sympathetic to, to the way that this season has turned out and try and manually update some things on, on the back end. I know a lot of the, the different, whether it's ESPN or CBS or sleeper they're all kind of working through how we're all going to handle this but i just reach out to the commission see how the commissioner can handle it for you and and see if you can you know work around what is going to be a a strange upcoming couple of days as we get through this all right guys one more question here i'll put this one up for you guys full ppr need two and a flex aguilar Pittman, ceh crowder and lazard it's pretty good pretty good set of, of players there that he's choosing from uh, full PPR. So, Jake, you first. Uh, who are you going with? Crowder, for sure. Full PPR. I'm taking that. And it looks like uh, Darnold's going to be back. So, that's that combination is always good, no matter who they're playing. Uh, I mean, the other one's Aguilar. I kind of like this week. I mean, Atlanta's defense has got awful. Pittman is is kind of a tough matchup. But, I mean, they he's really come on and kind of become the guy. CEH is going to get his, I think, in the passing game. Probably he's not going to run for a ton against the Bucks. Uh, I'd probably have to go. We're only picking two. I'd go Crowder and Aguilar. Jamie? Yeah, if we're, we're picking two or picking three. If we're doing two and a flex, then I'm going to go Need two and Aguilar. A flex. Aguilar, Crowder. As well. So I'm going to go Aguilar, Crowder, CEH, if we're going to pick those three. Aguilar, Crowder, CEH. Jake, same three? No, I'll, I'll throw Pittman in over CEH. Okay. He's, uh, they, they haven't run it great all the time, and I don't think he's going to run it great against those Bucks defense. He's probably going to catch it okay, but I'll still go Pittman. He's been hot the last couple weeks. All right, guys, we got a couple of start or sit situations coming from Fantasy Pros, so I'll go over these. We've got one more question from the fans, and guys, if you're sitting along with us on the stream, feel free to keep populating those questions. I will get to uh, at least a couple more of them. So I know we've we've got at least one more, and if there's any more that come through, we'll get to them after we get through a couple of these start or sit situations. Uh, okay, first one, Wayne Gallman or Jonathan Taylor? If you had asked me coming into this season that that was a possibility, I would have told you you're out of your damn mind. There is no chance that that is going to be a a situation that we are talking about. But with injuries and the way the Colts have used this backfield, this is where we are. Uh, So, Jamie, go first. What you got? It's Wayne Gallman for me. Uh, I think he Wayne Gallman's a top 20 option this week. I like him a lot. I'm going to pull up some stats here that I wrote about in my start-sit column on the draftnetwork.com. Last four games, he's averaging 15.5 touches per game, 15.8 fantasy points, never below 13 fantasy points. The Bengals have the fourth-worst rushing defense in the NFL, and I don't expect they're going to be able to put up any points with Brandon Allen at quarterback. So this could be a salt-the-game-away-with-Wayne-Gallman with a little bit of Alfred Morris mixed in later. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty big Wayne Gallman game. If he gets in the end zone, he's going to get a ton of work. I'm playing Wayne Gallman over Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it's uh, the same thing as last week. Like, you just can't trust what you're getting. I love Wayne Gallman coming out of Clemson. He always runs hard. He's really tall, and he kind of has this funky running style, but he runs physical. He catches it well. I just think this is going to be a game for him against the Cincinnati defense. All right, guys. Next one, Curtis Samuel or Michael Pittman? Michael Pittman's really come on and been a guy that people like a lot. Uh, Jamie, I'll let you take this one. Go ahead. Curtis Samuel is a top 10 wide receiver over the last five weeks. What is it since, over the, since their bye week? Yeah. 
Yeah, top yeah. 10 wide receiver. Wide receiver number 10 overall in average fantasy points wow. per game. Averaging 18.2 points in that span. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back and starting this week. Uh, I, I'm going to go with um, Curtis Samuel here. They're both strong plays, but I think Michael Pittman's more in that flex consideration. I have Curtis Samuel ranked as a wide receiver too this week. Yeah, it's Curtis Samuel for me too. Uh, they move him all over the place. But look, he put up 20.7 points last week with a backup quarterback who looked awful when he's played this year. Threw it around pretty well, but like they went to him regardless. They hand it to him. They move him all over the place. I think it's Curtis Samuel. I think I, he has great matchups from here on out. And we talked about it a few weeks ago. This is a guy that could win your league. All right, guys. Uh, quarterback time. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones? <laughs> we're in we're in that situation. I know there's a lot of people. This is actually two of the guys that I was choosing between to pick up to play instead of Big Ben. So I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say. Jake, I'll let you take this one first. I'm going Danny Dimes. I, I mean, they both have great matchups. Both defenses they're playing suck. The Browns have proven they're going to run it, run it, run it, run it, and run it some more, and then roll Baker out one out every ten times to throw a pass. Danny Dimes is going to if, if you. Put them together. Danny Dimes runs it better than Baker does. I think he can get you some yards on the ground if he has to. I think both of them have great running games behind them this week, and I think you're probably cutting cutting hairs on not great weeks, but I'm going to have to go Danny Dimes. I just think he has the potential to put up more than, than Baker does. Yeah, I'm going to go with Daniel Jones as well. These are two eerily similar situations. Teams that are going to be able to run the football very effectively on the road against backup quarterbacks are not going to be able to move the ball. So I'm going to trust the guy that's been a better fantasy player this year for the most part. I know Baker had that five-touchdown game, but aside from that, Daniel Jones has been a better fantasy player for about a season and a half now. So I'm going to lean to Daniel Jones in this game because, again, what, what is Mike Glennon going to do? Like oh, they're, going to run, they're going to run this football like crazy in this game with Hunt and Chubb. Like, what, I mean, yeah. come on. It's 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 not it's not really looking for no to DJ Chark like yeah uh, like, what, what is this gonna be Mike Glennon to Keelan Cole all you have like, to say is Mike Glennon that's all God bless you for for making a lot of money in the NFL stealing stealing stealing, stealing, stealing is the word that I would use years. as well I I wish that I was also getting paid to play quarterback uh totally insane insane to me all right. Uh, we've got James White or Chase Edmonds is the next one here. A uh, lot of people trying to figure out with, with, with Chase Edmonds, right? You, you had this opportunity for him to play and he's almost better now with Kenyon Drake back, which is, is such a funny thing to say. Um, obviously with Drake back last week in Seattle, he had a pretty good game coming back this week. What are you guys thoughts here? Jamie, I'll let you take it first. Yeah, obviously, you're probably a little disappointed that he only had six touches uh, in the last game against the Seahawks. He still had your damn good fantasy game, but he only had yep. six touches. But to me, he, he's out-snapped Kenyon Drake now in these two weeks, and Drake's been back. Not by a lot. But it's like I think it's like one or two snaps in total. But he is heavily involved in that offense. He's going to continue to be. He's averaging 14 points, uh, fantasy points per game since week four. Like This has been a, this has been a long-term sustained run of him having success in PPR leagues. I'm still going to go with him. I've seen it for a longer period this season than we have for James White. Yeah, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I'll throw James White out there. Rex Burkhead, that with a knee. They're going to need a secondary piece. They threw, they decided all of a sudden on us to throw it a ton last week and not run it down the Houston throat like everybody else has. And James White is still one of the most electric, dynamic backs catching out of the backfield that we have in this league. I had the death of his father, which was so sad and really bothered him. It wasn't an injury, but it looks like, you know, it's been some time now. And with Rex Burkett hurt, I'll play devil's advocate. It's interesting this is the same game, right, they're playing each other. I think I'm going to go with Belichick stopping the run and making okay. Kyler Murray throw it and blitz. I think Seattle put some stuff on film that you can do this Arizona offense. It'll be interesting to see if New England can take advantage of that. 
I like them both. I think they're both very similar in how they're going to be used in this game. Yeah, I'd be very curious to see uh, if you had both of those guys on a roster, uh, which who, who else you were playing above those two guys. All right, next one. T. Higgins, Travis Fulgham. What are you guys' thoughts here, Jake? I'll let you take this one first. I'm going to go Fulgham because I don't have any faith at all in what's going on with the game. It's been phenomenal, but Joey B being out. And look, Fulgham's had two back, bad back-to-back games, like 1.8 points kind of games. But he's playing safe defense. It was better last week, but I have no faith in what I saw then. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to have to throw it up to count. Like, I think they're five-point dogs in this game. Mm-hmm. The problem is Alshon Jeffrey came back. Rager came back. They got some guys back, and they went away from the guy that really became a star for them within yeah. the absence of those guys. I'm going to have to go Fulgham, and I think it damn sure should be from a football point of view, not just a fantasy point of view. The guy they lean on is that big body, big catch radius, who was really turned into a damn good player in Fulgham. I'd have to go that way. Yeah, these guys are so close for me in my rankings, and neither one of them are in my top 40. I mean, yeah, I, I was it's gonna sad say. at the point as we've dropped these guys. Part of me, I'm going to lean Higgins just a little bit here. Everything Jake said makes 100% sense. Like, and, But it just I don't know why they're not targeting Fogum anymore. Like, I don't know why he is not an active part of this game plan like he was a few weeks ago. Because it's not like Alshon Jeffrey's playing that many snaps, and, and Rieger's been no. fine, but like, it's, it just baffles me. My only hope is that in this game, like I said, we expect the Cincinnati to get down, that they're just going to throw the ball a ton. And just over the course of volume, you can get five for 65 for T. Higgins, where I, I think Fogum has a chance to get you 20 points, but also has a chance to get you, you know, two catches for 13 yards as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think Higgins is kind of be that, that safer option. This is kind of where I go back to if you need a. 20 plus point wide receiver. If you're maybe you're in a situation like Jake, you played Gibson, I played against Gibson and Watson, and you're like, all right, I know I'm going to be behind the sticks. I need a huge game. That's where you go, Fogum, because I don't see a path for T. Higgins to get to 20 in this game. I can see a path for him to get to 12, but not to 20. Where Fogum yeah. can be that boomer bust option, maybe a guy like Rashard Higgins as well in Cleveland, as that like, if you're going to see if, against that secondary, maybe he can get you 20. That's kind of where this decision has to be made. All right, guys, last one here. Evan Ingram or Noah Fant, the tight end position. Uh, Jake, who are you taking here? <laughs> Fant, because I think they're going to have to throw it a ton. Uh, I mean, tight ends don't do a, they don't do great against the Saints, but they're not going to be able to run it. They're going to throw it. They're going to be down. Evan, I think, I think the Giants are just going to have a great day running the ball. I mean, I think Evan Ingram's going to get his, but are we talking about a guy that's going to get eight or nine points from the tight end position or a guy that can get 20 like Jamie was just talking about. Yeah. I think Fant has the most upside here. Although Ingram could get it early if they go play action from the five or something inside the red zone. This one's tough. I'm, I think Denver's going to throw it a hell of a lot more. So I'd have to probably lean towards Fant. He can be really, really explosive in the back. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to lean toward Ingram here. They're both, you know, okay options for, for bottom part of the tight end spot. Uh, I don't have a strong feeling either way. I mean, this position is kind of rough as we've known all yeah. year. That's not, that's nothing new. Uh, again, game script's going to be the issue here. So uh, I'm going to go the opposite way of I just did last time. I, I just think Evan Ingram can get his early and get enough involved. And I'm just – I don't know. I, I just don't trust Drew Locke. Like, I, yeah. Even with the volume, like I don't know if I can trust him to get to the ball to Noah Fant enough. Like where, where like, think- T. Higgins is going to be have like easier throws for Brandon Allen to make to get the ball to T. Higgins. Like They, they don't use Noah Fant as like a, a dump-off guy. That's not the way he he's operates. Ingram's floor is higher. Fant's ceiling's yes. higher, I think. Yes. I mean, this, I, think, yeah. I think Ingram's going to have eight. They hand it to him in reverses. They throw him a bubble screen. They'll throw him a regular screen. Like, he's going to have some stuff in the game plan where Fant's going to be in a, in, a, in a route. 
But if he doesn't, the game script doesn't, doesn't go yeah. to him, he could be like one for six. For sure. that's It's kind of been the way it's gone. I have Evan Ingram, and uh, I wish they went to him a little bit more. I routinely am watching and going, uh, Evan Ingram, wide open, please, Daniel Jones. Okay, no, not happening. Got it. All right, couple questions from uh, Mixed Mamba 15 on Twitter. Let's br- bring this one up. I like this one. Need two, Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams, Corey Davis. Some pretty good options to choose from here. We talked about Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is getting left out here? Jamie, who are you leaving out? Mike Williams. Um, Corey Davis has been – I'm not running from this matchup with Indianapolis. Corey Davis has been incredibly productive over several weeks. He was perfectly fine against Indianapolis a couple weeks ago. He is the wide receiver one in Tennessee, period, end of story. A.J. Brown is awesome. He is the big – he's the explosive receiver. But in the way they are being used this season, in that context, Corey Davis is clearly the number one wide receiver in Tennessee. He has a high floor – you know, Mike Williams can always, again, Mike Williams can get you that two for 13 game, or he can get you that five for 126 and two touchdown game. That's been his career. But uh, I'm going to lean to Corey Davis and Curtis Samuel here. I'll go Curtis Samuel and Mike Williams. You got Tredavious White covering Keenan Allen, who they move all over the field. I don't think Trey White's going to follow him all day, but that opposite guy we've talked about a bunch is getting exposed. They're going to be down. They're going to have to throw it a ton. I think that's where Herbert's yards and points come from in this game. Love Corey Davis. Can't argue with what Jamie said. I'll just play devil's advocate and throw Mike. This is a tough one. Yeah. Is, I mean, this is another like, do you need a high floor or do you need a guy that can get you, you know, 25, 26? Well, I don't think that's really going to be Corey Davis's deal in this matchup. He's going to have 13, 12, be solid. Mike Williams can get you over 20 in this game. I think they're going to have to if they want to hang around with the Bills. All right, guys. Last one here, also from Mix Mamba, Singletary, Moss, or Hill at the running back spot. I'm assuming he means to pick one. So mm-hmm. let's just pick one and and leave the other two out. Jamie, who you who you taking here? I'm going to go Brian Hill here. I just don't have any faith that the Bills are going to run the ball enough or effectively. Uh, if I had to pick a Bill, I would take Moss. But again, at that point, you're going to be splitting. You're going to get what ten carries, eleven carries. You know, so you need Moss to get in the end zone. Uh, Brian Hill has a role already in the offense with Todd Gurley, and I expect him to have a bigger role in this game against the team that you can absolutely run the football on, especially when they're on the road. Uh, I, I like Atlanta to, to be at least competitive in this game, and particularly offensively because the Raiders' defense has not been up to snuff all the way. So uh, I think Brian Hill is a borderline like low-end RB2 given the situation this week. So I like him a lot. I'm going to have a decision with him and a wide receiver in the TDN Premium League about whether – you know, he's my kind of like emergency right now if Julio doesn't play. Like yeah. that might be a, as weird as that is to say out loud yeah. in, in the NFL season. This might be a, a Brian Hill or Julio Jones, like either or scenario <laughs> given his injury <laughs> right now. What a weird I don't year. Trust Julio. It is a weird year. I don't trust Julio at all, as we talked about the other day. I'd, I'd have to go Hill here. I, I think that is by far the best workload of those guys you're talking about. The other two are going to split it. Carries, catches, you're 100% touchdown depending on the goal line. I'd have to go Hill. All right, guys, let's finish up here. Quick fire. Uh, we're going to go through all the Sunday slate of games with the latest lines from betonline.ag. Each guy, 30 seconds, tell me who you're picking and why. Jake will take it first each and every time and then go to Jamie. We're going to kick things off with a good matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Atlanta Falcons. The Raiders are three-point favorites on the on the road. Jake, go ahead, take it away. Give me the Raiders in a fun one, 33-27. I think they get it done. I think this is a shootout. They proved a ton to me against Kansas City last week. They beat Kansas City earlier. They went toe to toe. 
this offense has been phenomenal, but I really like the fact that they go on longer, more sustained drives than anybody in the league, keep Atlanta off the field a little bit. Try to keep that defense has been suspect a little bit fresher than Atlanta is. I think they, they pull up there in the end. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I thought the Raiders would win this game before we thought Todd Gurley was going to be out. Now they might not be able to run the ball quite as effectively. I still think they'll be able to move the football with Brian Hill, but maybe not. At, they maybe won't be as good near the goal line. Julio Jones is going to be limited if he plays at all. And Atlanta's still not good. They've been playing better uh, since Dan Quinn was fired, but they're still not good. Vegas is a team that's going to be competing for a playoff spot, and they still should be plenty hungry. This is not a letdown game because you lost last week. So they should be plenty hungry to go on the road and come away with a victory. All right, a game I'm pretty excited about, the Arizona Cardinals going on the road to play the New England Patriots. The Cardinals are a one-point favorite. Jake, is that shoulder going to hinder Kyler Murray? Are you a little nervous about it, or do you think the Cardinals take care of business? So they took the injury designation away this afternoon. I think they get it done. I got them 28-23. They don't play good on the East Coast. They don't play good on the East Coast early. I think Belichick will have some stuff up his sleeve. Like I said, I think Seattle put some stuff defensively on film that teams are going to want to take advantage of. A lot of teams wanted to back off Kyler Murray and not blitz him. I think that's going to change now. Uh, I don't know that New England has enough to get it done. The Cardinals defense is banged up, but they're playing okay. It's a one-point game. I'm going to take the Cardinals. They're, they're a significantly better team than New England. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the only hesitation and why this was my stay away game on the TDN against the spread show was I wasn't sure about the shoulder. Yeah. I'm still not fully sure. Just because he goes in without an injury designation doesn't mean the shoulder, shoulder's all hunky-dory. But uh, <laughs> they're, they're a better team than New England. It's a one-point game. I think they have enough to get the job done here. If Kyler right. Murray's 80%, they have enough to get the job done. 100%. And we'll find that out. We'll be very curious to see what that arm looks like because he definitely looked like he was uh, lingering uh, that injury throughout that game against Seattle. All right, the New York Giants playing the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. It is incredible for me to see the Giants as a six-point favorite, but that's what happens because Joey B is not playing in this game. Otherwise, that line would look much different. Jake, go ahead. Lock number two of the week, 27-17 Giants. I think they get this done easily. It could be a lot worse than that. This could be 33-10 before it's over with. I think they're going to have a big day running the football. Is the only reason I have to score that low. The Giants' defense has been sneakily good all year, to use our favorite word on the show, sneakily. sneakily. Uh, Joe Judge, man, these guys are playing their asses off. They're playing hard. They've been in the game every single game in the fourth quarter, but this is by far their best matchup where they are significantly better than their opponent. I think they take advantage of it. I do too. This is my Jake and I both agree on this as a lock of the week. Uh, I just don't see Cincinnati being able to move the ball much. Uh, this is a team that scored 11 points per game last year without Andy Dalton, obviously without Joe Burrow. Brendan Allen was a guy that was scoring 16 points a game in his starts in Denver. I just, no Joe Mixon. Bernard finally is going to, I don't, you know, he looks like he's going to play, but hasn't practiced all week. Like, I, I don't see how Cincinnati puts up points in this game. New York should be able to run away with this one. Yeah, you would you would think so. All right, Cleveland Browns, a big favorite here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Mike Lennon, yeah. All right, uh, Cleveland Browns, seven and a half point favorites, touchdown and a and a and a little hook there. What do you what are you thinking here? What's what's going to happen in this one, Jake? I wrote down twenty eight seventeen. I think it's worse than that. I think the Browns run it down their throat. If Glennon wants to throw it a ton, he's going to throw it to the Browns at least some. But the Browns have like top five worst pass defense in the league. So I think there's a little bit something there. They'll get some garbage points late, but I think they cover that easily. The Browns get the done. Yeah, Browns get the job done. Uh, Mike Glennon sucks. Right, that's just point blank. He's he's not good, and it's, he's not even he's not good even in the caliber of backup quarterbacks. No, like I, I, why he's yeah. still in the league baffles me. I, I guess it's his size, and you you look at him, you look at him in shorts and a t-shirt, and you go. 
that's a quarterback, man, like John Gruden did. And then you realize, oh, no, Nathan, somehow Nathan Peterman is better than him. Uh, no, this is no DJ Chark in this game. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively because I think they're going to be down early. And at that point, you're not going to be able to give James Robinson 25, 26, 27 carries on the ground. Uh, Cleveland should be able to run up and down the field. And keep in mind, we haven't seen this Cleveland offense in normal conditions in four weeks. In a while. Yeah. Their last yep. three home games were played in terrible conditions. So we haven't seen what the post-Odell Beckham passing game looks like yet. Uh, I expect Rashard, Rashard Higgins to maybe have a big game as well, Jarvis Landry. So Austin Hooper might come back into major fantasy relevancy this week. I think there's going to be enough weapons that Cleveland gets the job done and wins this game by two touchdowns. Even in shorts, Jamie, Mike Glennon looks like Doug Funny from the show as a child. If people know what I'm talking about, that show, it's I can't even believe it. That dude's still playing quarterback in the NFL. All right, Tennessee Titans going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. A really, really good matchup here between Huge. two teams fighting for the top of this division. Uh, really excited for this one and to see whether or not this Colts team can really start to separate themselves as a team we legitimately respect. Three-point favorites at home. Jake? What's going on here? What's going to happen? Man, I just looked at my notes, and I got 27-24 Colts. So I'm, as usual, dead on it. I'll go 28-24. The Colts cover that. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. We go back to that one they played a few weeks ago, and Tennessee had them right where they wanted them. Mm-hmm. Horrible punt, punt block for a touchdown, and boom, it's 34-17. But that's not really how the game went. But that was the night for Jamie and I both, that Colts defense, we went, oh, dude, we had some questions, but they're pretty damn legit. They stopped the run pretty well, which I've been talking about for years how good their front seven is. That back end is still playing like top three pass defense in the league if they're not still number one. And Tannehill struggled on that one. I think he'll make some plays in this game, but I don't think it's enough. Phillip Rivers played good against that defense, which is overrated. I think the Colts get it done, but I think it's a really close game. I'm going to go the other way. I think the Titans win outright. Mm. I'm going to take them plus three here. Here's what concerns me today. Uh, no DeForest Buckner. No Danico Autry, yeah. no Bobby Okariki. Those are three huge losses Ooh. on that on that Indianapolis defense right now in that front seven. So uh, I think to me that's enough of a difference. I think this is a one-score game either direction. I mean, this might be a one- or two-point game depending on whether Goskowski decides he wants to make his extra points this week or not. But it, it's just I, I think this is a massively close game anyway, and losing those huge pieces will, I think will open up things for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tanhill just to have – a little bit more room for Henry and a little bit more time for Tannehill, which might be enough to pull this out in the very end. I like right, that. That's, that's, yeah. The fourth bugger has been a beast. I mean, and Okariki has been phenomenal. That's, that's, yeah. Those are huge losses. It should, should be a really good game. I, I'm really looking forward to that football game. All right, L.A. Chargers, Buffalo Bills, Herbert, and Josh Allen. Sign me up for this game. Buffalo, four-point favorites at home. Jake, what's going to happen here? I'm going to go with the Bills, 30-24. to 24. I think they get this done. They had some rest here. They should be getting healthy. Look, this, this Chargers team, they were big favorites last week, and they couldn't even cover the spread against the Jets. Yeah. This, this defense is getting torched at times. I think Herbert has a solid game because I think they're going to be down. But this Bills team is rested. They see the division right in their sights. It's right there at home. It's a long trip for the Chargers. I, I don't see a way the Bills don't get this done, 30-24 to 24 Bills. And uh, I agree. Uh, this is going to be another one. Like, let, let, let's break out the paint by numbers here. What What is my analysis on this game? Justin Herbert has a good game, throws three touchdowns, Chargers lose. Okay. <laughs> Rinse, repeat. So, same shit, different day. Wait, earlier this week, when this game was six at Bet Online, 
I was I was willing to maybe take the points. It. Now that yeah. it's down to four, I no, I, there's no, no no extra second thought for me. I'm going to take the Chargers here. As, uh, excuse me, I'm going to take the Bills here as well. All right, divisional matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams. The Rams obviously coming off a big win on the road against the Bucks. They're a touchdown and a hook favorite here. Seven and a half point favorites at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Jake, go ahead. Give me the Rams, 28-20. I think they get it done. I was pretty damn impressed. Look, I mean, the, the, the Bucks played the C-plus, B-minus game, and the Rams probably played a B-plus, A-minus game, and that game was close. But if this Bucks team's firing all cylinders, they're one of the best teams in the league, and the Rams were right there. That defense is not – Aaron. by the way, Aaron Donald didn't record a statistic. Can we give my boy A.Q. Shipley, who happened to retire now because yeah. of, of, of an injury, who's had a phenomenal career. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, I told you guys last week, we play Aaron Donald. He does nothing against us. He didn't do it. When he, we were in Arizona, A.Q. put his ass off. So did Jensen. But it's not just Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. That damn defense, I like the way they're calling it. I like the way they blitz it. They're bringing four or five guys. Leonard Floyd's been phenomenal. And San Francisco just doesn't have anything left. I know they're yep. getting some rest. They're going to get some guys back. It's not going to be enough. Kyle will scheme up enough to keep this fairly close, I think. But I don't think they can get any pressure on golf, and that's really where the key is. Golf, if you leave them alone and they're getting it out under two and a half seconds, they just have the weapons to kill you. I'm going to go the other way here. I think this. I think Ooh. the Rams will win. Uh, okay. But seven and a half is too much for me for a team that's getting Debo Samuel back, getting Raheem Mostert back, getting Richard Sherman back for this game. I think that's going to be enough for the Niners to keep this close. I don't think they're going to win. I think the Rams still have too many horses in the end. But uh, I think this is going to end up being one of those three or four point games. So now that it's seven and a half, because when as you see down there, just about 30 minutes pre-show, this was six and a half. So yeah. that, that's, that, that's that line continues. Down, yeah. yeah. So that line continues to jump. And I might have at six and a half said, eh, give me, give me the Rams, but getting seven in the hook there, I'm going to, I'm going to lean, I'm going to take a chance here. I'm going to lean to the 49ers to, to lose this one close. Okay. All right. Next one, Jamie, you're the only one picking Kansas City Chiefs going on the road to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chiefs are three point favorites on the road. What's going to happen in this one? Uh, I'm going to lean the Chiefs here. I think this is the first time I've picked against the Bucs all year. Um, I'm just going to lean the Chiefs here. I love the way Mahomes is playing right now. Uh, normally, I would be worried that you would, you're not going to be able to run on Tampa Bay at all, but when the the alternative is Patrick Mahomes gets to sling the ball 40 times, you're not at quite as worried. I do think this is going to be a closer game that people are giving it credit for. Uh, I know everyone's going to remember the primetime stuff, and they're going to freak. Everybody overreacts one direction or the other, no matter what happens with Tampa Bay this year. Uh, every, after every good game, they're going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow. After every bad game, this is the worst team I've ever seen in my life. Tear it down. Uh, ob obviously, it's somewhere in the middle there. You have two really damn good teams playing. Uh, and again, I know it's not as great to say this might be not the last time they play this year. Uh, yep. They could have another interesting meeting inside of Tampa Bay at some point uh, <laughs> in a couple months. So uh, I'm going to lead the Kansas City to win this one close. Uh, I went back and forth on this, but I think this is going to be a three- or four-point game. I, I do not expect this to be the blowout that uh, a, a certain section of Bucks Twitter is already preparing themselves for. <sighs> yeah. say this. Every time they've lost, they bounce back with a 20-point-plus victory the next week. They play better the week coming off a lot. I'm not oh, saying yeah. they're going to beat the Chiefs by 20. I think it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. I think it's gonna be a damn good game. But I don't think you don't get you don't they they've shown it. Every time they lose, they bounce back with a big game. I think they'll bounce back with a really solid performance against one of the best teams in the league. For sure. I'm looking forward to watching it. I think it's gonna be a hell of a fun. If you're an NFL fan, yeah, this oh, yeah. is that Brady, game. Brady yeah. Mahomes, this is that game. Like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's a one possession game. And I, th yeah. I think it's close throughout and it, it this this should be the game of the week. It's setting up for it, but I think this this could be the game of the week. 
Yeah, dial me in for the uh, Bucks off primetime against the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, yes. playing in a, playing in an excellent game at home. It's weird stuff happens, man. I hope for the chaos that this team wins this game by like a touchdown or more, because then it's going to just be. It's like we go from we have whiplash to this, to this, to this, to this. Oh, I need it. I, I'm just like I'm so entertained by the Buccaneers fan base because they it, the most spoiled. You get spoiled so quickly, man. You get spoiled so quickly. It happens. Again, it's, it's like this. Not all of them. I ran out of words for the fan base. There's a vocal. <laughs> Yeah, so it's not all of them, but yeah. there's a vocal group on social media that is interesting. That I'll is a different, is a different breed from I would what I would categorize as the the regular Buccaneers fan. Yeah, like I, just, I I would agree with that. It's, by the way, it's, that's it's, a lesson in life too. With social like, media, yeah, so people just like that relax. scream a lot that you hear, and that's yeah. not that's the, that's not the real world. Yeah, oh, that 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 is for sure. All right, last game we're going to talk about that I wish we could skip, but we're going to talk about it. It's the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. The only positive news here is that Mitchell Trubisky will be the quarterback of this football team, so that is positive. Whether or not that there's nothing else positive that that I page because I remember being that long ago that you were like, "Ooh, thank God, Nick Foles is the starting quarterback." I had to play. We there? We there now? Listen, at the beginning of the year, who did I want to start as quarterback? You want to Mitch. You That's exactly Mitch. right. Good, I've I'm always been team fun. Mitch. That's all I want. I've on if if this organization By the wants way, to fight the about it. Statistics with Mitch in a three game stretch, two and a half game stretch, compared to what Foles has done, significantly different. And I think when you're picking this game, you have to factor in the they were oh. better with Mitch. Well, of course they coming were. back. You can run it on the Packers. All that being said, I got the Packers covering this 27 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that their defense is fun. I think that I just, I, I have zero faith in yeah, anything you can. going on out there. Absolutely. Chicago. And as good as that defense is, as much I love Chuck, as good as that defense is playing, they're going to be out there a ton, man. Aaron Rodgers to put up 24 to 27, where they're averaging what, 12 points a game? I, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's a big number. I don't like For it. Sure. Especially in this rivalry, I really want to say, okay, no, they're going to, they're, I just have no faith in them. Yeah, I get it. So I'll, I'll do you a favor, Paige. I'm going to pick the Packers minus nine just because Perfect. we know what happens on prime Thank time. You. Uh, Thank although you. Although I went 2-0 on Thanksgiving, but neither of those were primetime Thanksgiving. I guess this is a very oh, specific true. issue that I have. It's yes. very specific. Um, Technically, it's Thanksgiving, Jamie, so nobody's working there with both in primetime. Uh, well, yeah, then I went 2-0, so maybe I broke the streak. I don't know. I have to figure no, out how, No, no, no. The streak here. is not broken. <laughs> the streak is not broken. Let's maybe just, just keep night. on going. Maybe I just can't pick yeah. games that start after like 7 p.m. Eastern. Maybe that's I think the that's what we all, Look, we're all I think that's what it bears. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but Listen, nothing I, tells me in my head or my heart or my gut to say, I'm going to say that that loud. I, I, just don't, I just don't trust their offense. I know it's not a bold <laughs> take. <laughs> I understand that. I, I but it's just Here's it's like thing. I like Trubisky playing over Foles. I've liked that all along. Yeah, I wrote articles. I don't trust that he's that healthy. I Me. think it's like the less the lesser of two evils of who's the healthiest to go play quarterback because they sure as hell are going with the other option. No, no, they can't. They can't at this point. It's um, yeah. I did. There will be um approximately. 10 mighty swells. 14. I'm going 14. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're both right. So there might be 14 mighty swells going down to the debacle. <gasps> yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Will there be more sure. mighty swells or offensive points for the Bears in this game? <laughs> <laughs> that's the over under of the week. This is right phenomenal. That is our personal. That's our TDN uh, uh, prop bet right that's now. That's the TDN prop Mighty bet. swells versus offensive points. Count me in for mighty swells over points. 
And they're playing the Packers defense. Like they should put up oh, at least yeah. thirteen. They, they should. should they should. They should. They should. They should. Oh, that all being said, yeah, I think these guys could could get the four Bears, field baby. goals in this game if they yeah. could really try hard and put their put their mind to it. Listen, nothing will make me happier than watching Mitch have success, or just just to really put it in Nagy's face because I know he doesn't want it. He just wants Nick Foles to be his guy so bad, and I want it. I want it to be Mitch. So we'll see. We'll see It'll what happens. More- Look, man, Mitch, the Mitch is playing to remind those people that liked him coming out of college that he can still play. Because yep. he's playing for somebody else next year. Of yes. course he is. Mitch is reminding teams that are QB needy. That's what I saw at Carolina that I liked. Maybe we bring him in for a minimum and let him compete for a backup spot. Because that's pretty much what he's looking at in the region. <sighs> I'm yeah. already prepared. I've already told you guys. He's going to go play somewhere and be really good, and I'm going to have to watch it. And Kurt Warner, he's going to go He's going to go compete for a backup spot, win it. Somebody's oh, I know. going to get hurt. And Trubisky's yep. going to light somebody's ass up next yep. year. Yep. It's mentally prepared. Yeah, I'm not going. On, I'm not going on take with that. I'm just saying yeah, that that's, that's what Paige is thinking right now. That's exactly right. That's how this is how this goes. If you know, if you know anything about being a Bears fan, this is exactly how this scenario will play out. All right, guys. Final thoughts. We got to give a shout out to our people over at Manscaped. So, Jamie, I need you to tell everybody about what they have going on right now for the holiday season because. There's plenty of things that need, but we've made that switch. It's Black Friday. Okay. We've made the switch. People need to start thinking about, oh, yeah. you know, make, buying their gifts, participating in this. As Kyle Krabs has said, treat yourselves, kings. You can buy your own gifts. You don't have to have anybody else buying you gifts. You can also buy a gift for yourself, put it in your stocking, and just be like, hey, I took care of myself. So go ahead, Jamie. Tell us about Manscaped. Oh, it's Manscaped. It's the perfect package 3.0. They have redesigned the electric. Tra- well, that was an interesting little sound effect that we had there in the background. Uh, <laughs> it reminded me of a bathroom. I said that reminded me of a bathroom, which is a great spot to use the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, come, it comes with a brand new perfect package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. As Jake likes to say, get a package for your package, including it. And you saw this on the last live show we did a couple weeks ago. You get a pair of boxers that comes with it. You get the crop reviver uh, a and the crop preserver to keep your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, bat wigging, as we talked about on this show before. We talked about how our intern, Hank, always has those smelly balls that Linda C. writes into the show to tell us about. Now you have the crop preserver. Again, you put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body. Why not on your balls? So uh, get you can save 20% and get free shipping this holiday season on that nice. And as you can saw the whole perfect package, you get the lawnmower 3.0, uh, the crop reviver, the crop off. preserver, uh, the, the pair of boxers, all the equipment that you need with it. It's really, really high tech. If you haven't seen our show where we kind of did an unboxing of this a couple of weeks ago, go back and check it out, but you can save 20% and get free shipping by using the code TDN at manscaped.com that's 20 percent and free shipping using the code tdn at manscaped.com listen linda c wrote into us she told us she's really happy with hanky poo she's really happy hammer and hank, hammer and hank hammer baby and hank. hammer and hank she's really happy so be sure guys take care of yourselves all right tdn use the code 20 percent off and free shipping We've reached the end of the show. Things were about to get a little weird here because it's uh, almost approaching like TDN after dark special. You've got Jake over yeah. there. It's, it's it went the sun went down and it's it's getting, it's getting a little groovy over there. Things were about to get interesting. Uh, Jake, your final thoughts on this Friday uh, going into the weekend? My final thoughts are I'm gonna go make another drink. I got some fresh Gulf shrimp in the house that I'm about to go tear oh, up on yeah. uh, this Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving. No, it doesn't matter. This the next day. Still a lot to be thankful for, guys. I mean, look, I, we talked about it the other day. 
we got football. I mean, like, yep. just, I, I'm going to say it again. I don't give the NFL enough credit for certain things, and they don't deserve credit for a lot of things. They've handled this really well, even though they're going to have to move this game to Tuesday, and I hope to God it gets played. I'm just thankful that we had a good, solid day yesterday. We're going to have a nice slate this weekend. It doesn't look like hopefully we're going to have to go to eight playoff teams in week 18 yet, although I think we might actually get there. That's not the end of the world if we do. I'm just I'm just thankful that we're still rocking and rolling on this, man. College football looks like an absolute just disaster, cluster, yeah. nightmare. And the NFL, they continue to get this done. Yeah, it's uh it's a, a kudos to the NFLPA and and the players and everybody working together with the with the front offices and the owners. They took a this took a long time, guys. This was a lot of conversations, many, many back and forths, as Lorenzo Alexander told us about. He he thought he was gonna be doing you have this nice cushy job and then all of a sudden he's stuck with this job over over this offseason and he was like man there was so much to do this offseason to get us to this point but I think you've seen um the reasons that they've been able to get through this is is taking that time for sure Jamie your final thoughts on today's pod couple things uh if you just didn't happen a chance to see the news we talked about a lot about Todd Gurley and Brian Hill so you uh, obviously aware at this point that Todd Gurley's not playing uh, Adam Thielen is officially ruled out he will not be playing as well uh so move Justin Jefferson up your rankings get Adam Thielen out of your lineup um and one other name to kind of keep an eye on uh as we go forward is that Debo Samuel is back uh, this week no injury designation going into the game I know I mentioned it a little bit in the gambling section uh, he's my wide receiver 30 this week so he's going to be in flex consideration uh, for some of you out there so kind of get him in your lineup uh, and I guess my last thought would be there were a couple games that because the lines have moved around for different reasons that we haven't had a chance we didn't get a chance to talk about the last second so uh, I'm going to take the Panthers uh, to cover three and a half points uh, in their game they're plus three and a half last time I saw them at bet online and I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover the six and a half point spread against the the Jets. So those are the two games we didn't have a chance to talk about. They're not on the board right now, but that's where they were before they got taken down. Yep, not on the board as of right now. So hopefully they uh, they stay the same. Oh, and, or- Saint, and Saints minus six. Sorry, and those Saints, are the three yeah. Yeah, three games not on the board right now, but those will be the picks. Uh, and I would I love the Saints one. If you watched our TDN against the spread show, if you haven't, go back and watch or go to the at, at TDN Fantasy on Twitter to see the certain clips. Because there's some money to be made this weekend. We made some already on Thanksgiving. It was a very thankful Thanksgiving uh, for <laughs> those of you that followed the Antonio Gibson prop or the Houston team total over 27 uh, bet that we talked about on the show. So we're off to a good start so far this week. Yep, off to a good start. Lots to be thankful for. Uh, thankful to watch football even when it pains me. And it literally pains me all the time. Started off with a Nebraska loss to Iowa and will be capped off with a loss by the Bears to Green Bay Packers. Doesn't matter. I still get to watch football and I'm still thankful for it. And I'm especially thankful for every single person that has already donated to the raffle that we're doing for the tickets. I'm so hyped up about that. It's been amazing for how many people have already participated in this. If you haven't done it and you're a Florida resident, you're you're somebody that lives close enough, you want to drive, you want to get out there, you're a chief sand that lives in Florida and you want to go to the football game, this is your opportunity. One dollar. No limit on entries. So there's been a couple of people that give me a hundred dollars. That's a hundred, a hundred raffle tickets. Fan, at the minimum five hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, Jake put in new rules. Five hundred dollars minimum. Uh, maybe hit up some of the cheese players to try and donate on your behalf to be able to come to these uh to that football game. But really appreciative of everybody that's already donated, and we'll be doing that giveaway tomorrow. So be sure you got you got a you got love. 24 hours to donate still and then i'll be doing that raffle on instagram live so thankful for everybody that's already participated in that jake how can everybody follow you on social media 
Arians NFL on Instagram and Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jamie? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at TDN Fantasy on both Twitter and Instagram as well. Be sure to check out the rankings, the articles, and everything leading up to the Sunday slate of games at thedraftnetwork.com. Have a nice weekend. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.